GM, hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast, your source for Web3 domain news. Every show, we'll talk about the current events in Web3 domains, getting expert opinions from our special guests on what's happening and where we're going. Thank you for joining us. Now, let's dive in. Good morning, Unstoppable and Web3 Domainer fam. How's everyone doing today? We're very excited to be... Hey, hey. Hey, GM. GM, GM. We are very excited to be back. I I love the excitement today. Everyone is here. Everyone's ready to dive in. We have a lot of fun topics lined up for you. And I actually just tried something new and I put them all into a tweet thread and I pinned it up here uh, so everyone can kind of get an idea of what we're going to be talking about. And if you see anything on the list that really interests you, that excites you, that you have some personal experience with, uh, please raise your hand. Please come up on stage. We want to make this really a a community space. Um, So speaking of community, we have a whole bunch of people up here today. So I'm going to go around the horn and let everyone introduce themselves. Uh, starting off with myself, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Phil.x. I'm on the comms team here at Unstoppable. And one of the most fun parts of my job is hosting these spaces where we get to dive into everything going on in Web3. And joining me on the Unstoppable side is one of our co-founders, Brad. Brad GM, how's it going today? How's it going, everybody? Thank you for, for joining us on another one of these spaces. I know you've been putting in your time on the spaces circuit, uh, so we're happy that you could stop by for this one. And uh, actually doing a bit of co-hosting with me today is our friend Hydrate. Hydrate, how's it going? It's going great. I'm very well hydrated. i um, actually been researching Unstoppable all morning for a new article coming out soon. Should be a little later today. And uh, I'm just pumped to be here. Brad's been killing it. He's been on the circuit and just love hearing from him. I see my dot sats people in the building. What's going on? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm happy to be here today. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. And thanks for putting together that article. Can't wait to check it out. Uh, speaking of dot sats, looks like we have a couple uh, friends from dot sats community joining us today. Let's start off with XO dot sats. How's it going? Yeah, it's going great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. And GM Sats, how are you doing? GM, having a perfect day and really excited to, to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Awesome. And then last but not least, we have a new friend from Fireblocks, Omer. How are you doing? Yeah, doing amazing. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, just to kind of give a, a brief rundown, if you haven't taken a look at the um, at the tweet I pinned up top, it gives you kind of all the topics, but we're going to be going through some updates from Unstoppable, some updates on Fireblocks, uh, some stuff happening in the .sats world, um, some fun stuff that MailChain has done, and then uh, a WoW3 announcement. And if we have some more time, there's a few other little topics I would like to get to. But like I said before, as we're going through these topics, if it's something that really applies to you, you have an opinion on, you want to share some feedback about, please feel free to raise your hand, come on up here. We want to make this a really interactive space. So with um, setting all the, the groundwork right there, I think we're ready 
to kind of just jump right into uh, all the fun stuff that we have going on. So one of the first topics that we wanted to kind of cover um, was circling back to uh, Web3 domain messaging. We've really seen this start to turn the corner, it feels like, in the last month or so, especially in the last couple of weeks with XMTP and push protocol really supporting a lot of stuff happening and going on. Um, so obviously on the unstoppable side, I'm a little bit more familiar with what we've been doing there. So uh, Brad, maybe you could kick us off and um, you know tell us a little bit about the, the launch that we did recently with push protocol and what the sort of early results have been like. And then we'd love to kind of hear from the rest of the community, how people have been using Web3 messaging, uh, anything that you want to kind of share there. Yeah, so uh, people who have been following Web3 Domain Land have probably been following a lot of the stuff that's been happening with uh, XMTP protocol, uh, Unstoppable built a, a messaging app on top of uh, XMTP, Coinbase Wallet also did one. Uh, there's a bunch of them floating around and they're all interoperable, so you get your one username and then you get your one inbox and it works across all the apps, it's super awesome. Uh, but Push Protocol is also... Uh, is also building a, a messaging protocol, uh, a universal messaging protocol, and Unstoppable built on top of that for a different type of messaging, uh, which uh, we're still working on the name. I think we most recently we went with uh, BTU, like uh, business to business to user. But the idea is is that uh, it's a way for DApps and other crypto apps to be able to uh, message their users, uh, you know, based on you know wallet addresses and domain names. And so this is like a huge problem in Web3 that's talked about a lot. You've got all of these different, uh, you've got all these different uh, wallets. You can see like I have, you know, 300 unique wallet, 300,000 unique wallet users, uh, but I don't know how to talk to them. And, you know, some apps are, are you know, uh, better than others at collecting email addresses or other types of contact information. Also, a lot of people in Web3, you know, maybe they don't, you know, they don't, you know, they're, they're not going to jump at the chance to, uh, fill out an email form, right? Um, we hear that a lot uh, in the in crypto community. So um, having a way for uh, businesses, crypto apps, to be able to message users is uh, has been a really missing, you know, really big missing piece of the uh, uh, of the uh, of the Web3 stack. And so that's, that's what we built on top of push. Uh, it's very new. I think it came out this week. And uh, yeah, Please, uh, you know, we're going to be you know, getting it, getting it integrated into the world, and um, you know, tell your tell your favorite apps that there's a way to uh, there's a way to do uh, BTU messaging now, and tell us if there's a better name for it. <laughs> yeah, any any feedback around the name, any ideas? Please drop them as a comment here. But yeah, that's something that's really been missing in the Web three space, like a CRM. You know, email is something we kind of take for granted, um, but it's really hard to connect your your Web three identity your old school web to email much easier just to kind of do it all here natively in the space so i think that's one of the reasons we're really seeing it take off and on the btu side i know that polygon blockchain and metarides have all already started experimenting with this new feature so if you're a dot polygon holder if you're a dot blockchain holder uh, you might want to check your unstoppable messages soon I think they're going to be sending uh, some hellos out there. Um, but we'd love to kind of hear across the entire Web3 domain space, like Hydrate, have you been experimenting um, with Web3 messaging at all? Or is that something still you're kind of looking into? You know, there's so many um, new updates happening. And I think 
with this interoperability that you all have come out with here, it's so useful because people are so tired of so many different apps and having to you know check messages everywhere. So um, it's really nice to see these integrations happening. I'm starting to use it. I'm starting to um, experiment with my unstoppable domains for the first time. I've had them for five years. I've done virtually nothing. I've been doing a lot on the ENS side and just hearing from the leadership, seeing all the things you are doing with the marketplace and the ENS integrations, it's really made me curious. So I'm going to be diving into it over the, the next month and keeping you all updated in these uh, spaces. Yeah, I would love to get your feedback. And I, I totally agree. It's awesome that this is, you know, a, a feature that anyone in the Web3 domain space or mostly can use right now across .eth, across Unstoppable. Um, I don't know if when .sat support is going to be there. I'm sure the team is looking at that, thinking about it. Um, 135.x, I see you have your hand up. You want to chime in there? Hi, can you hear me? Yep, can hear you. How's it going? Oh, it's good. Thank you so much for having me up. And uh, I, I think this is good to add. I don't, I don't know if I'm like skipping ahead, but uh, I really like this feature just because there's like just there's just like some people that I can't get a hold of, and I want to buy like certain NFTs, for example. And I just, I just like the idea that if everybody integrates and uh, uses uses Unstoppable, they can they can get my messages, and I can, you know, I can make that that deal. Yeah, absolutely. I think the way that people are trying to do that now is by like sending DMs on Twitter. And I don't know about you guys, but I just almost never even look at uh, those sort of DMs. It's always a scam. When you're not really connected to a, a real digital identity, you can't build that trust, that reputation behind it. You know, So that's a big part of communication and, and doing these deals is, is building that reputation and being able to own your identity is sort of the foundation of that. So totally agree. That's you know, a, a clear use case right now for, for messaging is, you know, being able to connect with people in the space and, you know, really kind of believe that they are who they say they are with that digital identity. Web3 I am, you want to chime in there? Hey, what's going on, man? GM, GM. Um, so, Brad, my question would be around on the technical side of things right now, when you buy a domain from Unstoppable or have one, you have to go in and sign a message to turn on um, messaging like chat. Would there ever be a way in the future where you guys make it that as soon as you end up purchasing a name or you create an account with Unstoppable, chat is enabled? Or is this something that you feel like in order to prevent people from getting spam that you want it to be, you have to opt into it, like express consent? Uh, we do have, you know, we, we, have, we have made you know, several things, um, you know, kind of like automatically configured on, on Mint. Uh, I think the... The problem around spam, we might be able to solve in the UI. Um, you know where you know you you know like a lot of uh, a lot of messaging systems have this thing where you know you have to like you know accept initially. You know even like Twitter X, they have that where like they kind of like hide the ones where you're not uh, you know you haven't opted in with the person. So I think UI can probably solve some of that. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's ask the team. You know like we. Yeah, you know, we whenever we get whenever we get a suggestion, you know, we'll I'll go throw it to the tech team and see what they think. Hey, yeah, appreciate this it. Is, and it was um, actually here. XMTP, the way that it's implemented, requires the wallet owner to sign in order to onboard their account. So there's no way that we can do it on behalf of the user. They have to create it themselves. 
and that I appreciate the feedback from you guys. And that makes sense because a lot of these different things, people are buying these domains and some people don't want to be contacted. So I think it makes sense. Love it. And, uh, you know, one thing that would be cool, I know so many airdrops have, you know, have things like, like, remember optimism, if you voted on a snapshot proposal, you got more. And there's so many different little qualifiers for airdrops that when you do things on Ethereum or on blockchain, it, it gives you that. I'd, I'd love to see a blockchain score where, like, if I reach out to someone and my wallet has already done so many things and been around for so long, uh, it will credit me for that. So that'd be that'd be cool to see. But I, I love I love this integration. I think it's going to be really helpful and can't wait to mess with it. Oh, uh, very quickly, Brad, that made me think of one thing I asked, I think, Lisa and a few people at UD a while back. It would be really useful on the ud.me slash profile pages to have something on the left hand side that says since and then the date. And that date is when that person assumed that digital identity in their wallet. So it could potentially help against fraud if someone's trying to scam people. And then it says that they just got that domain today, as opposed to being able to look, just think about Facebook. If someone tries to sell you something, you're going to look, oh, their account was created last week, probably a scammer. So a few more things that can pull data from the blockchain and put it on the ud.me profile page. Yeah, I had a, I had a comment about messaging. Uh, Phil, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah we can hear you. Um, so, Aaron, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you can send a message to someone who has not configured the reading of messages yet, but then when they do configure it, they can see it later. Is that true? Not, not with XMTP. That's the way push protocol works, if you have chat on push protocol, but that's not the technology we're using for chat. Got it. So XMTP, this, the receiver has to it. have okay. an account. All right. And then the reason why we do this, guys, is uh, <laughs> it's just spam laws. Uh, we just end up with an unlimited amount of spam. And But like Brad's saying, maybe we'll figure some way to do it in the future. I, I like how Push Protocol has it because you can store the messages in a queue, right? And then the person could like see, hey, you have 100 messages waiting. Do you want to read them or not, right? Which I think is a pretty neat innovation. Um, we'll talk to XMTP. Maybe they'll think about doing that. I think that would make sense for them to upgrade on the back end. But we'll see. We'll, do, we'll keep messing around with it. There's a lot to do on messaging. So you guys have to adhere to TCPA and like GDPR and other compliances? Those apply to email, right? It's not to like messages on a network. So, you know, it's mostly just about user experience. There are there are concerns around GDPR that we are, you know, all that kind of stuff. We're, all the privacy stuff, yes, we're taking into consideration. But like, you know, if you make your own website, People can send messages back and forth to each other as many times as they want. The reason why you want to prevent the spam is because it makes your website suck. Yeah, really interesting that, you know, the space is still so new that we don't even really have specific blockchain-related privacy laws. And, you know, at Unstoppable, we really want the, the user to be in control of their experience. You know, you own your identity, you own your data. Um, so obviously, you know, in, in launching a messaging thing, we didn't want it to be just like a, a spam city. Um, so that's still sort of in the core of how we're approaching it, where you have to opt in to receive these messages. Um, and, you know, eventually the regulation will catch up. But, you know, our goal is to be ahead of that and just do the right thing from the start. But really cool to kind of, you know, see this brainstorm happening live and get all these different ideas back. I think that's one of the things we're absolutely looking to do. 
in these spaces. 135X, you want to add on there? Yeah, this is just something just that, that randomly popped in my head. But I remember looking at this and and uh, I don't I don't know, I hope this is appropriate to say, but uh, I know that sometimes like people will release messages between other people and sometimes it's a good thing, sometimes it's bad. But I just, I can just imagine if you're talking to like Snoop Dogg, for example, and you want to tell people about it, you can actually prove it, you know, because you can't really, you could Photoshop that stuff. But if you're recording it, for example, it's that's even harder to uh, to fake, you know, because it's it's moving, you know, it involves uh, animating and stuff. So it's just a lot of work and it comes off more real. So if I'm like showing video evidence of me talking to Snoop Dogg, you know, and they see his address, they're going to be like, oh, you're talking to Snoop Dogg. And I, I just thought that was really cool, you know, just being able to actually prove that you talk to someone and having those messages stick around. Now, that is a fantastic idea, man. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's much harder to, to lie on the blockchain. So I, it's going to be a lot harder to kind of fake that you know someone or you have been talking to someone. So, you know, this is why it's so fun. You know, we you launch a new product and then you don't really know exactly what it's going to do or what impact it's going to have until it's out there and people are using it and you're seeing all these new ideas coming out of it. So really exciting. I think messaging is definitely going to continue to be a hot topic in Web3. And you're going to you know, definitely see more updates from Unstoppable and I'm sure ENS and Sats and everyone else in that space. So if anyone, uh, nothing else to add on to messaging, I think we can pop over to the next topic of conversation. I got, I got something to add on messaging. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so we would love it if messaging would work by looking up domain names across apps, right? So working with XMPP to get it so that they will display DrCo.amp, et cetera. Uh, but please reach out to the apps and like ask them if they implement XMPP uh, that they display your name properly in there, accepting that it's easier for people to find you. So the whole point of building on a uh, protocol is that you can have the CEO's messages across other places. So Aaron, I actually wanted to check, like XMPP is currently working in Coinbase Wallet, correct? But your account domain is not currently displaying Coinbase Wallet. Yep, that's correct. You can talk back and forth with Coinbase Wallet, um, but the clients are responsible for showing names, unlike how they show the names. So right now in Coinbase Wallet, we just show up as a wallet address. Please, please, please ask them to update. It's super important for interoperability. So we're we're reaching out, but everybody should also reach out and tell them that your name's not working right now until they until they fix it. Yeah, the crazy thing is that like you can actually see your messages inside Coinbase Wallet, right? You go on the top of the names and like send messages to Air.x and support whatever. They'll post your name on top of it. You go to Coinbase, you know, the key over there, you'll still see your messages, you'll just see your displaying them. So the messaging works, uh, and you can prove it to yourself. Uh, that's a Coinbase update. And um, we have started talks. Um, I've made a proposal to the XMT pre protocol itself to help to resolve that for clients, to make it easier for clients to show the user's name that they would like to be shown. Like, so for, you know, as a user, I could be able to suggest to the XMTP protocol a preference for what blockchain naming system I would like to identify with, with my wallet. And then the clients have an easier job deciding what name to render. Um, 
But at the end of the day, yes, it's up, up to the client to show the name. Correct. I couldn't hear you very well, but yeah, it's an Ethereum address right now. Yes. So uh, if you want to display something like that, uh, we can use some sort of verification that your Bitcoin address, your Ethereum address, and then get Love it. Okay. Yep. Hey, Matt, Your voice was a little quiet there, Matt. I couldn't yeah, quite Matt, hear that last bit. Get a little closer to the walkie-talkie there. We cannot hear you. Uh, I love this, though, hearing you guys um, fixing stuff. I think that's been a theme for me in my research is just seeing all these little dev, like cool dev updates and little things happening. So really, really exciting to, to follow that. Yeah, you guys are getting a, a glimpse behind the curtain, you know, of how Unstoppable comes up with stuff and um, how we end up developing new things. So always something fun happening, always shipping something. That's sort of our motto at Unstoppable. And speaking of fun things that we're shipping, you might have seen the news today that Unstoppable's resolution API now supports .eth. This opens up a ton of new utility for .eth domains. Um, there are, you know, hundreds of places where your unstoppable domain resolves, and now all of those partners can add support easily for .eth domains. So, maybe we could start off with Brad. You know, why did we decide to kind of open up this library and include .eth in it? Yeah, just so just so everybody's clear, this is this is actually our API. So this is uh, this is infrastructure that that we run to make it easy for apps to be able to resolve domains. And so there are a bunch of crypto wallets that use the API uh, for, uh, for resolving a domain name to a crypto address. There's also uh, apps that go the other way. And so you can resolve, uh, you can resolve a, uh, uh, a uh, crypto address to a name. Uh, so you can see like what the, uh, like, you know, what the user's username is in a certain app. Uh, we've had this just for unstoppable domains previously, uh, but we wanted to make it uh, we wanted to make it easier for apps to integrate. So, you know, right now it, or prior to this, if you wanted to uh, resolve unstoppable domains and you're let's say you're a wallet and you want to resolve unstoppable domains and you want to resolve ENS, well, you have to go and integrate the ENS library. Or I do believe there are some other API endpoints out there and you have to integrate Unstoppable's API. We just rolled that all into one endpoint, make it, or one API, and made that super, uh, super easy. So trying to make it easier for wallets uh, and other apps to support Web3 domain names, uh, because integrations are really the key uh, to this problem. And uh, it's also just in general part of this journey we've been on of extending our features uh, to, uh, to .eth. So, you know, we started with selling .eth domains, and then we moved uh, to, we added messaging. Uh, we just added to our API. We're also looking at uh, some, some management features. So you're going to continue to see that, um, you know, us, you know, treating .eth as kind of like a, you know, like a, like a first-class citizen inside of, uh, inside of uh, Un Unstoppable's ecosystem. And uh, this is just part of that. You know, I think it's good for... .eth users, we think it's good for Unstoppable users because it makes it more desirable and easier for apps to, to integrate. 
uh, and we think it's better for apps too. So that's why we did it. Um, you know, it's all it's all part of this uh, all part of this process. So any um, any uh, wallets uh, or DApps out there looking to do uh, domain name resolution or reverse resolution, uh, please check out the API. It's super easy. And uh, yeah, we should also you know, probably post those uh, post those docs somewhere. Love it. Now, just to clarify, so if someone has Unstoppable API already enabled, all they have to do is go in and put in that logic call to pull .eth, and then it will happen. So this isn't an automatic thing. Each app that's integrated Unstoppable will need to go in and just make that small change. Is that right? Aaron, can you do you know exactly what's required? Yep. Um, it's it's a unified API. So right now, you know, in the past, people have been using that API to just pass, you know, .x domains or .crypto domains to get the address. Now you can just also pass a .eth domain. No change really required on the app other than you can just pass more domains to it and we'll give you an answer back. Okay, so I guess my question is like if someone has already integrated the Unstoppable API and they want to have that additional support through the API for the .eth, do they need to do anything or are they good? They just need to send the ETH names to it and we'll give them back an address. It depends on how their app was written. At least, you know, if they were specifically not asking about .eth addresses to that API, then they would just need to start doing that. Cool. Yeah, I love hearing the logic behind, you know, the smart contracts. I'm not a technical person myself, but, you know, as you kind of hear the team talk through it, it all makes sense. And that's sort of, I think, one of the other fun things about being in this space. It's um, smart contracts are just a new language to talk to the blockchain and leverage that. And, um, yeah, I was asking the same questions as you, Hydrate, trying to figure out what exactly does this mean in my non-technical mind. But it sounds like it really just depends on how the individual partners integrated how they've kind of worked on their app and there's a, a kind of range of not having to do anything or having to do a little bit but either way all the heavy lifting is happening now on the back end with unstoppable and hopefully this makes it even easier for more people more projects to adopt web3 domains and that's good for the whole space you know we want to make it super easy so if you know a big web2 company wants to come in now they only have to integrate in one spot and they get access to the millions and millions of domains out there. So I think it's a, it's a big move for the space and really excited to kind of see how that plays out. Hydrate, how how has the uh, the ENS community kind of reacted um, to all the sort of outreach and development efforts from Unstoppable, would you say? Well, you know, it's, it's funny you ask that because that's a theme of the article, I think. Um, I, I feel like, you know, they're kind of heads down on what they're doing. And when you have maxis, whether it's Bitcoin, whether it's Ethereum, I think the maxis tend to like be repelled from any kind of competition. And that's that's something that actually made me really interested in Unstoppable. Like and, and honestly, it was really the the WoW 3 and, and Sandy's campaign I saw in New York. I was at the NFT now. Uh, NFT 100 event, and I saw on stage a sponsor. I was like, "Damn, Unstoppable is everywhere." So I, I think that uh, it's sinking in, and I and I found like my friend Chael.eth and others when they see us talking, when they see us building, they get interested because they want to see action, you know. And to see the support of .eth consistently, it's not just one thing, but uh, it's been a it's been a theme throughout the year. 
of unstoppable, you know, inching over and getting closer to Dot Ethan, trying to, you know, be a good partner. And I think moving forward, I, I, I think the barriers are, will break down because I think people will see the strengths of Unstoppable and what they bring to the table. I mean, you can right now on the Unstoppable site buy a .eth with a credit card. That's an easier onboarding experience currently than, than what's available. So um, I think as, as they see the diplomacy happening and they hear from people like Brad, who are very sincere and very knowledgeable, I, I think they're not going to be able to help but build those bridges. So I'm really excited. Like right now, um, I see Unstoppable really complimenting ENS. And so I, I just hope they return that energy. Um, they, they seem to be kind of like blinders on in their lane. Uh, but you're not going to be able to um, ignore what Unstoppable is doing much longer, in, in my view. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. Um, and as you know, someone who has has her finger on the pulse since I'm, you know, watching socials all the time, it does feel like there's been a bit of a shift in how ENS uh, kind of thinks about Unstoppable. You know, we're really not the competition. We're all working on the same goal, which is just driving Web3 domain adoption. The real competition is people not coming over to the space. So I think, you know, once the the big players can all kind of get behind that, it's really going to push the entire space forward. Um, Asim, I saw you you popped up here. Do you have a question about the .eth resolution? Let's see, maybe they're still finding the unmute button. But Asim, if you uh, if you remember your question, you know, feel free to raise your hand, and we will kind of get back to you. Um, so yeah, really exciting stuff happening with .eth resolution. And like you said, Hydrate, it's going to continue to be a theme. You're going to keep seeing more and more updates um, that apply not only to Unstoppable, but to the Web3 domain community at large. So very fun to see those developments. I have a quick uh, question. So there is a promo credit airdrop running until September 24th. And that's for people who previously made purchases on Unstoppable, and they can go in and, and claim those credits to mint more uh, domains. Is that correct? Uh, yes, we recently did the, I think it's now over 69 million. It's closer to like 72 million, but 69 million is a more fun number to say. So we'll say that. And yeah, you're right. There's still a couple weeks left for people to redeem those credits. Um, so if anyone's listening, you should have gotten some emails from me. I send those out and they tell you your credit balance. So go ahead and use it, spend it. It is going to go away in a couple of weeks. So we don't want you to miss out. Um, we give you those credits so you can use them, you know, so go ahead and do it. We, we love to kind of see the community um, pick up new names. So anyone listening, go ahead and spend those credits before they are gone. Um, the next topic I wanted to get to, I know our, our friend Omer has been patiently waiting, and that is talking about the recent news from Fireblocks. So you might have seen they launched a non-custodial MPC wallet. Don't worry, we'll ask Omer what all of that means. And um, Unstoppable is starting to build with this. So uh, we'd love to kind of dig into this one. So Omer, you want to kind of tell us what your recent news was, and um, then we'll kind of hear yeah. how Unstoppable is building with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's very exciting uh, for us. Um, 
let me just like take a step back and, and understand what's the kind of the problem that we're looking to solve, right? So um, we love the Web3 space, um, you know, for all its, uh, uh, you know, colors and flavors and everything. Um, and, and we feel like uh, we have a, a duty or a job to kind of promote this space uh, for more and more people that are not Web3 native. Um, one of the first kind of hurdles that, you know, kind of a, the, the, the non-native uh, Web3, uh, you know, people of the world um, handle is creating a wallet, right? Creating a wallet is not that uh, seamless of an experience. And from the other hand, we have all these uh, Web3 applications that require you to have a wallet when, when you come in. Um, and, and then, you know, some companies solve it by uh, building their own type of thing. Um, some companies uh, do uh, kind of hire uh, companies such as Fireblocks to, to do that for them um, and uh, have the ability to onboard kind of very simply without even knowing that you, that you have a wallet into, into, these, um, into these applications. The main, the main challenge here, and I know kind of, you know, um, we're in this space, uh, but the outside, you know, the regulatory environment is kind of, kind of harsh in that sense. So even if you go out and you uh, build a wallet for someone and you don't make them sign on a transaction, basically that means that you own their wallet, right? Um, and more and more we see that as um, um, something that companies would like to avoid um, and they would like to transfer that ownership to those users without all the complexity of, of, you know, building that wallet, putting a seed phrase, getting your 12 words, buying hardware, things like that. Um, so what we launched uh, right now uh, is what we call the non-custodial wallet. Uh, the non-custodial wallet basically allows businesses, app developers, uh, companies that are like, uh, that like to build within the Web3 space uh, and require a, a wallet for each user is to not compromise uh, both from the regulation side or the security side, um, but still maintain uh, ownership, like user ownership. So you as a user, you go through this flow that says, uh, you know, I'd like to have a new wallet. What's It might be in the form of just connecting like your Gmail or your iCloud or just the username password. And we, uh, we have an MPC wallet, which I'll, I'll, I'll try to explain a little bit. Um, it's still a little bit of magic to me as well. Um, so uh, you are provisioned this wallet that you own and is very secured um, and, uh, and allows that uh, business to, uh, to give you all the functionalities uh, without having to go to kind of the regulator and say, hey, am I allowed to do this? Is this fine? Is this okay? I mean, I'm custodying these assets for, this, uh, for all my users. Is that fine? So trying to kind of sidestep that and provide that as an infrastructure to company to move from, I know it sounds cliche, but it's like to, to move from bring your own wallet to build your own wallet, right? So this is what we're trying uh, with these companies. This is uh, the feature that uh, we've released uh, this week. So um, happy to get questions here, but uh, so. I can, I can also, I can also provide a little bit of like why Unstoppable came to this decision. Um, if you look earlier this year, we launched parking, which is, and now we call it the vault product, which is an internal solution. Like Omar was saying, a lot of apps are saying we need a wallet for our users because they want to be able to play around with crypto assets, but they don't have a wallet. So we launched that product internally. And just like Omar said, we want this thing to be able to do more things for users. We want users to be able to take more control of that wallet, be able to take it self-custody if they want to. Uh, and then we look for a provider and that's how we ended up with Fireblocks. 
I think practically another thing that's important is we decided earlier this year, hey, we want to support multiple naming systems, right? So we want to support .sats, and there's a couple others out there that we're looking at. And uh, we needed to have a wallet that would work across chains. And so we needed to find a wallet provider uh, that we could work with that makes something that would work with ordinals, right? And so ordinals are kind of uh, an odd thing to have to support because they're new. Uh, and so Fireblocks was one of the few people who said, okay, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll be able to figure out how to do that for you guys. And we've been working with them to get that. So I think there's a special shout out there for Fireblocks team doing the extra work for the Bitcoin community, especially people who like uh, ordinals. I don't think that people know that, but you guys are going the extra mile there to make sure that we can support NFTs on Bitcoin, which I think is a pretty big deal. Uh, and th- we had to have this before we can have dot .sats on our site. So everyone who's wondering... You know, why, when are you guys going to support .sats? You announced, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, we're working on the wallet. And uh, the reason why we need to have this experience is there weren't a lot of Ordinals wallets earlier this year, and there still are not a lot of or- Ordinals wallets. And we want to be able to have a default experience for people in Ordinals uh, for .sats to make it super easy to get on board and start being able to play with these things. That's so cool. Awesome. I didn't know that... Uh dot stats and ordinals was kind of going to come up there xo what do you kind of think of all that yeah no i just wanted to say that um first of all um blown away by all the uh big brains here it's uh, it's awesome to hear all this i know gm and i are sort of come more from the layperson side of things but it's just amazing to hear all the building that's going on uh and humbling as well because um uh, like as you mentioned ordinals is really new and dot sats of course is in- incredibly new so it's just a really amazing uh sort of uh eye-opening experience for us to to see you guys um putting so much faith in it and in ordinals and um in the future of that uh, and that technology but uh it also made me kind of remember i i think i retweeted uh one of these um, Sandy's tweets yesterday, and I think it was a Fireblocks tweet. So now I feel uh, like I was, um, I didn't even realize that Fireblocks were directly involved in in all of this uh, incredible building. So um, yeah, I'm just gonna pat myself on the back for that, I guess. And um, yeah, it sounds just, just awesome. I think another thing that may not be so obvious about MPC wallets, and, and Omar, you can correct me if I say anything too uh, off base here, but if you're going to have a multi-chain future, which we think we have a multi-chain present, so I think it's pretty easy to imagine that that's going to be the case, uh, then MPC wallets offer a really nice solution to being able to have assets across uh, dozens of different chains. And I think they currently support 40-plus chains, and having a single wallet that can support assets across 40 chains is just so much easier than having to have 40 different wallets. And I think this is underestimated. And when people talk about the next generation of wallets, people do talk about smart contract-based wallets or whatever. And yes, they're neat. But I actually think the MPC wallets are even more powerful because they give you this ability to have assets across all these different types of uh, chains. So with that, I'll pass it back to Omar if he had a comment on that. Yeah, I think so. Obviously, you know, I'm very biased. So I, so I agree. Um, but yeah, it's important to note that in slightly on the technical side, so the way that MPC works, um, I don't know if, uh, you know, um, uh, people understand it to hear. And as I've said, I sometimes, uh, you know, uh, have, have challenged grasping it, but, um, uh, go for it. 
Yeah. So, so the way it works is that, you know, we are all used to having a private key and a public key, right? So the private key is the thing that's protected by your passphrases, by your 12 words. The way MPC works is, is slightly different. Uh, basically, what happens is that three different um, keys are created. They're not the private key. We call them key shares. Three different key shares are created, or it, 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 some flavors, two key shares are created. The interaction between them creates the public key, so basically the address that they have. But And then every time they sign, they kind of message each other and say, okay, we're going to sign. I'm signing this. You're signing that. And then the signature itself is like you have a private key. Private key is never there. There is never a private key in one at one point in time in one place. Other than you know, if you want to kind of uh, do that very intentfully to take those key shares and convert them into a private key, which is also possible. But the way it works is that you eliminate that single point of failure. You don't really have just this private key. You have a bunch of little keys that uh, the interaction between them is the same as having a private key, um, and then. The way that it is signed, it supports different mathematical curves. So, you know, ETH uh, works on ECC and ECDSA and like Solana works on EDDSA. And that MPC can actually sign all these curves. That's why even new chains that are, uh, a, you know, that are created adhere to that mathematical basis that MPC can sign. That's what makes it like truly multi-chain. So you can take that you know, interaction between those key shares and make it sign any chain that supports that, uh, you know, their mathematical base curve, uh, I would say. So that's why it's like multi-chain. It's easy to then uh, support other chains as well as they come up. Yeah, the, the nerd in me likes to say that uh, instead of generating a private key for each chain that you want to interact on, uh, you generate a piece of entropy that you're cutting into a couple pieces to start out with and use that piece of entropy to then generate your private keys across all these other chains. Um, and I think it's much better. It, there's only like two curves that are used in crypto. Uh, and it just never made sense to me that <clears throat> you would want to have one wallet for every chain that you interacted with. It just makes so much more sense, you know, like a different wallet for each chain. It makes so much more sense to have one wallet that's all coming out of the same base entropy that can then work across all the other ones. It's like one layer, one extra layer of abstraction, I guess is another way of looking at it. And uh, it's been around for, you know, five years. People have been building NBC wallets, but I, it takes a long time to make that tech and turn it into a platform, which I think uh, Fire, Fire, you guys have done. And then, you know, I have to mention them, Coinbase just launched their wallet as a service. And I think Circle launched a wallet as a service. So it's a really hot space right now. Not enough people in crypto, I think, are talking about it. But if you get to a crypto conference and you get a bunch of engineers in the room, then I think they will be talking about it because it's probably one of the top three big topics um, for people looking at how to re-architect user interactions in crypto uh, in the next couple of years. Yeah, that, that's really cool to hear. I, I did see that grab um, out of that wallet. I think any way that we can make it you know, easier for people to join the space would be awesome. And they could have used this um, non-custodial wallet block back in the day when I was experimenting with every chain. I had a Tezos wallet here. I had another wallet over there. And honestly, I can't even half of those, half of the passwords for them anymore. So hopefully none of them go up too much value. But, you know, any way we can make the user experience easier um, and make it harder for people to kind of lose access to their wallets, I think that's just going to be 
awesome for uh, the adoption overall. I want, I want to rewind on something. So just to clarify, with Fireblocks and .sats, from my understanding, with ordinals, when you have a, like a .sats name, which is an ordinal, it's actually written on a specific Satoshi, and that Satoshi has to be in a certain vault for, to be able to be transferred. So you basically make a fresh wallet just for that Satoshi that allows you to transfer the Satoshi that the .sats name is built on. And the Fireblocks integration with Unstoppable is going to bring on that support so Unstoppable can allow you to exchange Satoshis on their site. Am, am I on the right track there? Um, I, think, I think we might want to have somebody from Unstoppable team explain exactly what the user experience is generally, not just it, not just in the context of .sats. Uh, I can well, do it. Who's <laughs> volunteering? Yeah, this is Aaron. Um, yeah, so what you said is exactly right. Um, you know, you can, if if not managed properly, you could, and you intermingle your Bitcoin that you plan to spend and your Bitcoin that has an ordinal inscribed on it, you could accidentally spend your, you know, dot .sats domain name or, or any ordinal because, yeah, it's just a Satoshi that has an inscription on it. So the the general pattern that people use is that they have a specific uh, wallet address that has to be a taproot address that they keep specifically only to put ordinals in. And then they have a different wallet address to put you know the Bitcoin that they're gonna spend um, and use as an asset. Um, and so yes, Unstoppable will support that model. Um, it's on the crypto tab right now you'll see that there's just a single Bitcoin address, but what you'll see in the future, um, kind of like with the, the multi-coin addresses where there's a couple different polygons or a couple different addresses you can have for a specific chain, you'll see the same thing um, for Bitcoin. So you don't accidentally you know, keep your ordinals in, in a mixed wallet. Could, could we please explain exactly how the MPC Fireblocks wallet is going to be used from the user experience perspective for our users? Because I just want to make sure everybody who's listening gets that part. How are you going to use, how is the end user going to use this, Aaron? Uh, yeah, so there's a couple different patterns. Uh, the way we envision it is uh, starting out very similar to the vault works today. Um, it won't feel any different. Um, you know, you can go and you can uh, buy a domain or buy, you know, a, a .sats domain that is an inscription. And you can say, you know, create a wallet for me, essentially put it in the vault. And so behind the scenes, we'll ask Fireblock, hey, give me a wallet. And so we'll get a wallet for you on your behalf and we'll put the, you know, whatever the thing is inside the wallet. Um, and at that point, um, that wallet is gonna, you, you don't have the key shares yet that Omer was talking about. If at some point you would like to take custody of that wallet, we will have a path for you to take custody and Unstoppable will no longer have any access to that wallet and it will be fully yours. So um, it's kind of like a progressive ownership model where you know we start out creating it on your behalf and then when you want to take it um, on your own, you can have it. I confirm dismiss. Yeah, I was gonna say, like it's like space tech that uh, Omar is building over there at Fireblocks. I mean, they they really have done a great job, and they're doing a lot of firsts for the space, and we're happy to be working with them. 
Yeah, I'm glad this one is being recorded because I might have to listen back to the explanation earlier about what, you know, an NPC wallet actually is. It's definitely, it feels a little bit technical. It feels a little bit abstract. Um, but, you know, obviously there are some very smart people building this technology and uh, very excited to see how Unstoppable is going to kind of incorporate that moving forward. Web3 IAM, you want to hop in there? Yeah. So all the stuff about MPC wallets, the easiest way of thinking about it is we're going to be able to get people onto the blockchain without them actually knowing on the back end that they're using the blockchain. So just imagine, um, let's go with Epic Games because Unstoppable's made a little bit of progress with them over the year. So if we think about something like that, imagine if you went to play Fortnite and you have your account, you have 2FA on, you have NFTs for your items in game. They might not ever tell you that you have a crypto wallet. So MPC for some accounts could flat out just be that you don't know the assets you're getting that are digital are held on the blockchain. So I think there's going to be a lot of different ways that it boils down, but some people might be, you know, none the wiser. Look at JP Morgan payments. They're allowing people to do crypto in their accounts, and I'm pretty sure it's a custodial wallet through them. Yes. Sorry, go ahead, Omer. No, I 100% agree. Uh, I think the, the the main difference here, and like when when you were playing this stack, when it makes sense, um, then uh, then it, what was said is exactly correct. But uh, the only thing is that you're not, uh, as opposed to custodial wallets, the non-custodial wallets, you don't compromise the ownership aspect of it. So at any point in time, if you and this is mainly like from companies that are now building experiences within Web three with the with these wallets. There's something that's called like a graduation flow where exactly at first you don't necessarily understand uh, that you have a wallet, but then as long when you get more and more exposed into actually, you know, owning these assets. So, you know, we can take an example of Reddit, for instance, I'm sure people bought here the, uh, some of the avatars. Um, so, you know, you had to really drill down to understand it's like an NFT at the end of the day uh, and that Reddit actually created the private keys that sits on your device. And you could uh, click a few buttons under the advanced menu, get that private key, and then feed that into uh, MetaMask, for instance, right? Um, but uh, it, but you didn't know. So once you graduated, once you uh, once you understood, oh wait, this is actually my NFTs, my crypto. I can then take this and then port it to somewhere else, or I can uh, continue be, uh, on this application. Uh, but you own that without compromise, without too much of a compromise to the user experience as well. So that's the only thing that I wanted to add. I was sorry, we only have um, a few minutes left and a, a couple other topics that we really want to uh, get to before we kind of wrap up the space. Um, you know, we got really deep into messaging. We got deep into the fire blocks and really awesome to see the excitement around it. Um, Omer, we might have to have you back again. Um, as we kind of develop further, I know this is sort of early on in in the process, but uh, obviously a lot of interest and excitement around that. So um, we only have a few minutes left. There were two more topics I really want to hit uh, before we wrap it up today. Um, and one of those is about our guests over on the .sat side. So you might have seen the recent news that Unstoppable actually acquired a .sats domain. So Brad, I was wondering if you could kind of tell us a little bit about what went into that. And then I would love to kind of hear from the .sats guys how the uh, their community has kind of responded to that news. 
Yeah. So, you know, as, uh, as anybody who's, um, you know, who's, uh, hung out in, in or around the UD fam probably knows, uh, we think that naming collisions are the worst thing that could happen to web three domain names. It's what's going to cause us as an industry to, uh, lose credibility. And it also, uh, will just prevent us from being able to have apps and users actually use these things. So, um, you know, we believe this very strongly and have made uh, you know, a, a lot of decisions, uh, some that have been controversial, all around this principle of we need to avoid uh, naming collisions at all costs. And so when we went to go in uh, and we started looking at dot .sats on, on Bitcoin ordinals, we started seeing all the, all the progress. Um, you know, we, you know, we committed to, uh, to, to supporting dot .sats and we realized that there, you know, there, there had been other, uh, other sellers of it, um, you know, going way back to, I think it was like 2020 or something like that. And there were, uh, some potential, uh, some potential for, uh, for, for collisions and for conflicts with, um, you know, with other parties that were, uh, involved in that, uh, in that, uh, dot sats TLD, which was on the handshake blockchain. And so, uh, we thought that the best thing for, uh, for dot sats community for ordinals community was to just, uh, take the problem off the table. And, uh, so we were, you know, we were, uh, fortunate that the, uh, uh, the owner, John was a, uh, great guy and understood the problem and, uh, was willing to, uh, uh, was willing to, to, to make a deal. And, uh, so, you know, we, we made it happen. We were also, you know, so shout out to John also shout out to, uh, uh, the founder um, who's at Sats Names, the founder of uh, uh, Ordinals.Sats, for uh, just being just really good cooperative humans, and you know, wanting to uh, wanting to uh, make this uh, make this problem go away. So that's really you know that that's really all it was. Um, trying to uh, trying trying to make sure that dot .sats on Ordinals can you know be as successful as as possible and to make it so, you know, unstoppable is comfortable, um, being able to, uh, go live with, uh, with, uh, domain name registrations. So that was, that was really the idea. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're excited. We're going to hopefully be, uh, selling, uh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't put out a date. Uh, whenever we're building new stuff, uh, we like to just let the engineers hack on it. And, um, so I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put a date out there yet, but I can tell you that they're, uh, they're actively working on it. And, um, if uh, if anybody has a uh, no pressure, but if anybody from Unsolvable side does have a does have a recent update, if there's something worth sharing, then uh, you know please please chime in. Yeah, very cool. And if you're you're looking for the the absolute alpha on those updates, you might want to turn on notifications for Matt. I know he just dropped down, but he loves to kind of announce stuff whenever it's ready. As soon as it's ready, it goes right out there. So if you're really eager to see that. Uh, turn on the notifications for him, and that'll be your first uh, glimpse into it. Um, XO or GM, you know, how has this kind of gone over with the SNS community? What do they think about seeing this news? Uh, I think it's been sort of overwhelmingly positive in the community um, from what I've seen. There's been, um, I mean, there's, there's always, uh, I think, going to be, people who are going to debate things a little bit more and there's definitely maybe a couple naysayers in the mix but i would say 90 percent plus has been just positive 
because I th and I think the important thing there is you know that it's been a positive reception from like you said from uh, the creator um, of dot sats who I'm in regular contact with and um, it's yeah it's um, I think you know I know his wishes are he wants dot sats to be a neutral decentralized protocol right and I, and I think that's our goal is to just create this uh, a, a TLD for Bitcoin, you know, that kind of goes with the ethos of Bitcoin that kind of has that romantic uh, origin story that Bitcoin has. And um, I think that um, that's sort of, uh, to loop back to the point, I think that, you know, the guy, uh, the John, uh, I believe his name was, yeah, he was, he was very cooperative and he seemed to, you know, he sent me some positive messages saying he loved what we were doing. So, I got the feeling that this was just sort of like collaborative, like the, the result of some collaboration. I think that's what the space needs. I think that's what domains need. I think domains only succeed if we collaborate. Um, you know, it's great to have the uh, Bitcoin people who are, you know, love Bitcoin and only want to do Bitcoin. I just think that, you know, we should all be working together in this community and Bitcoin's a part of that community. So, um yeah it's a big ocean of uh and i'm just really excited to see how this uh plays out in terms of adoption because i i'm incredibly bullish about that i think that uh i think that you know what's happening with unstoppable and you know i'll just say recently we we had another wallet integration uh, ordinals wallet integration so we're up to three now and it's just exciting to watch uh, all the faith that the community is putting into this just <laughs> ragtag kind of group of people who decided that they wanted like the .sats TLD and, and wanted to just get it out there. So That's great yeah. sentiment. You know, watching as an Ethereum maxi mostly, watching ordinals, watching .sats and lightning and all these fun and like it's making bitcoin fun and i see artists i respect getting involved and doing ordinals it makes me want to be part of it so i think for for mass adoption of bitcoin this is a, a great step in the right direction L love the work that you guys are doing just uh for the for the folks who maybe haven't gone gone deep on dot sats just some some things that are a little bit unique which is that there's no so there's no registration fee. Uh, you just pay the uh, pay the Bitcoin blockchain transaction fee. Um, so that's pretty that's pretty unique. There's no uh, there's no like DAO or operator. Uh, so it's just kind of out there, and um, and then it's got a pseudo anonymous founder, which I think is the uh, the shout out to Bitcoin. So anyway, it's a very uh, it's a it, it's a it's a very unique approach to uh, uh, to Web three naming that you know is. Uh, is you know different and and interesting, yeah, especially if you've been spending most of your time with UD and ENS. So, just for those of you who didn't know, when when there is like news in the ordinal space, I always you know let let the market decide what what the news is worth. And since the news came from unstoppable domains uh, regarding dot sets, we've seen we've seen quite some 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 bigger sales of dot sets names. It's it's not yet back on the on the level it was like back in March, uh, and a bit later, you know, when Mister uh, Mister Sat sold for like half a Bitcoin and I bought GM for 
uh, a quarter of, of a Bitcoin or something. Um, but still, the sales have been going up. So it, that's that's awesome to, to see. So that, I think that's your community response for sure. <laughs> yeah, you, you love to see it. And um, it's awesome to hear that, you know, the SaaS community, or at least 90% seems to be into it. I mean, I don't think you can get much higher than 90% in the crypto space. People are always going to have different opinions. There's always going to be debates. Um, but I think this has been playing out really, uh, really interesting. So I know we kind of ran a little bit over. There were some more topics I really wanted to get to. Um, we might have to start making these spaces a little bit longer um, because there was a lot of interest in some of these things that um, caught me a little bit by surprise. So really great to see the community um, really excited about what's being built, not just at Unstoppable, but across the Web3 domain space. And like you've heard me say throughout the space, it's really going to be a, a consistent theme from Unstoppable going forward. This idea of helping grow the entire Web3 domain space, that's what's best for everyone and it's what's best for us. It's good business. Um, so we are excited to keep building and we're going to keep doing spaces like this to get feedback from not just the Unstoppable community, but you see from across the entire space. So I'm sorry if we didn't get to some of your questions, some of your topics. We're going to be back uh, in two weeks for another space. We're going to keep digging into all this stuff. So we'd love to kind of let our guest speakers here kind of close out with any last thoughts. Um, maybe we'll start with you, Aaron. Aaron, any last thoughts you want to leave with the audience today? Uh, nothing specific other than that. If you have any questions, I'm always available for, you know, comments and discussion on Twitter or X. Um, so just reach out if you want and we can chat. Awesome. Web3 IM, I know you weren't one of our official speakers, but you were up here the whole time. So any last thoughts you want to leave with the audience? Um, I'd say I like the way the direction's going. I think more of us, I was primarily UD to start. I've leaned into ENS a bit too. I think collaboration's where it's going to be. Talk to any mom and pop or everyday person. They got no idea what these things are. So until they do, we got to put aside our differences, work together. And then my last note's a little jovial. Brad, Matt, I wish you guys were hiring right now. I know you guys aren't until the start of next year, but I wish you guys were hiring. Definitely. Uh, keep paying attention. When, when the bull market comes back, when the market turns around, Stoppable will be expanding again, I am sure. 135.x, any last thoughts? Web3 domains are awesome. All of you are awesome. And uh, I love you all. Oh, thank you. Love you back. GM Sats. <clears throat> yeah, I just wanted to say if people are interested in .sats names and want to read a bit or you know get to know the community a bit more, um, there's a Discord, Sets Names Discord. Um, also, the founder of Dot Sets is in there, and EXO is moderated there, and I'm also busy there. So, if people want to read, you know, just join the Discord and feel free to ask any question away. Very cool, EXO, and then we'll wrap it up with Hydrate. Yeah, no, I just echo what GM said. Um, feel free to join the Discord um, if you're into history and stuff like that you could even just peruse back for the last six months and you get a probably a full taste of how sats uh turned from nothing into something uh it's been pretty interesting it's been quite a ride and um 
yeah, uh, final note, I guess, keep stacking sats and stack those dot sats as well. Love it. Keep on stacking. Hydrate, close us out. Let's go. I'm pumped. Um, this, this conversation is really refreshing. You are building a lot. Uh, the level of knowledge, the enthusiasm. Um, as, as a writer, I really like capturing these moments. So I do have an article coming out later today. I cover Unstoppable, ENS. I, I'm really determined to bridge the gap between these communities and, and help us all advance together. So super pumped right now. Keep notifications on. I know everyone doesn't always have time to read everything. So I have it in just one little article, all the updates from the whole summer. Love it. Honored to be here. So pumped and uh, have a great weekend. Awesome. Thank you for co-hosting with me today. Hydrate always nice to kind of share the load. Thank you again to all of our guest speakers. Everyone be sure to go give them a follow. If you're into Web3 domains, these are the people that you want to be keeping tabs on. And last but not least, thank you everyone for tuning in on a Friday afternoon. I have a lot of fun with these spaces. I learn a lot and I hope you do too. And we're going to be back, like I said, in two weeks with another space. So if you had fun on this one, we'll love to see you back. Hope everyone has a great weekend and we'll see you on the next one. Have a good one, guys.